feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Definitely getting heated. And tonight, I want to take your calls and get your reaction to the possibility that President Trump could be indicted again, and it could come this week. The number to call tonight is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. This is stunning. Because we know that Trump's attorneys met with special counsel Jack Smith. He is a special counsel who is looking over the classified documents issue with President Trump. And he's also looking at January 6th. They are said to be reconvening the grand jury this week. And the fact that the grand jury is coming back... People are surmising, okay, is the grand jury coming back because it's hearing more evidence? Or is the grand jury potentially taking a vote on another possible indictment of President Trump? Of course, we know that he's already been indicted by a New York grand jury. But now could another grand jury, this one looking at the classified documents, could they actually come back with an indictment of the former president? And... You have to think about, are there a lot of double standards here? I mean, come on. We know, first off, that just a little bit ago, the DOJ cleared former Vice President Pence on all the stuff with classified documents. There is supposed to be an investigation going on of President Biden and all the details of his classified documents. The timing doesn't make sense on the discovery of his And most of his documents seem to have been strewn all over the eastern seaboard. I mean, they were in a garage that Hunter Biden was frequently in fixing the Corvette. Remember, he was fixing the engine of the Corvette. What could go wrong there? That classified documents that could be top secret could be right next to President Biden's cracked out son who was doing, uh, you know, fixing the engine of the Corvette. And you're telling me a unlocked door, basically, of a garage where documents were strewn all over? You're telling me that that's a safe place? I don't think so. And yet we haven't heard, basically, word one of any investigation of President Biden. And remember, the timeline doesn't make sense because apparently they said that they reported it. Uh, there's word that maybe the assistant found it many months before And then apparently he found it, but then we never even knew that there was even any discovery of classified documents on President Biden's end. Some of the documents going back to when he was senator. And remember, we didn't find out until well after the election, even though they were apparently discovered before the election. I mean, there's a lot of questions here. And the way that this Department of Justice seems to just gloss over anything that's Hunter Biden, gloss over anything that is Biden-related, Biden family. Remember the tooth and nail that even Comer had to do just to get the document from the FBI Director Ray? He never even physically got it. He just got a chance to look at it. 
I mean, it is like pulling teeth to get anything that is Biden family related. And again, those documents were not just in the garage. They were at the Penn Biden Center, remember? Uh, And other people discovered it who didn't have security clearances. There were a whole bunch, again, as I mentioned, from the time that he was senator. There's a lot of questions here. And yet we're not hearing word one. If you listen to basically DOJ, Merrick Garland seems to think that the Biden family basically are Mother Teresa. And guess what? Hunter Biden doesn't seem like Mother Teresa, even by his own accounts. And so you go through all of that, and now we're hearing that they're going full throttle after President Trump. Is it any mistake or any coincidence that it could be because he is running for president again and because he is clearly the leading GOP contender in the race? Right now, he is leaps and bounds among all of the people that are throwing their names in and has a huge lead over Ron DeSantis. So could it be that politics are in play? Mm, You know what? Probably a lot. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's uh, 1-800-833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. And first off, listen to this. James Comey, remember the guy who was the former FBI director? And boy, did he lead a slew of things that went to no man's land. Talk about everything with the Russia hoax and the Russia collusion. He doesn't think there was any mistake with that. No problem there. No issues there whatsoever. But James Comey, of course, had to put his two cents in. And he did an interview with MSNBC And listen to what he uses the word ankle bracelet associated with President Trump. Listen to this exchange. Can you envision a scenario where Trump manages to win back the White House and justice is delayed? I could. I don't I don't want to, but I could. I mean, it's this crazy world that Donald Trump has dragged this country into. But he could be wearing an ankle bracelet while accepting the nomination at the Republican convention. And could be wearing an ankle bracelet and be elected in November. Yeah, we could have. It would be rejected if you put it in a script for a show, but you could have a president who is potentially incarcerated when he's elected president. Why don't you just say executed? I mean, okay, ankle bracelet, incarcerated. Uh, What about in solitary confinement at at Attica or, you know, uh, Rikers or somewhere? I mean, this guy is unbelievable. That is, again, the former FBI director, James Comey. And his interviews are like the gifts that keep on giving. Remember, he's the guy who leaked the investigation early on to the reporter, even though you're never supposed to do that. And now he's blasting leaks. It's like, give me a break. And by the way, in the middle of all this stuff with Trump and the classified document, there have been so many leaks in the last 24 hours, just like there were so many leaks with the whole thing with Bragg and President Trump. Talk about a double standard. And yet we heard nothing on the Biden investigation with classified documents from months upon months, even by their own account, if we believe their own account, they say that it was in uh, right before the election. Remember that they suddenly discovered these documents. And then we find out from an assistant that it was probably earlier than then we find out it was multiple locations. And then we don't even find out about it until January. I mean, they kept such a lid on it. We never heard a thing till January. And he was blasting Trump and he was doing all that stuff. Pre-election, of course, slamming, slamming, slamming. It is disgraceful. 
And it is unbelievable when I sit and I hear all of these things and the way that this was handled from the very beginning and what a double standard it is. It is unbelievable to hear the two different ways that this has been handled. It's like a tighter than a drum when it's on Joe Biden. And now anything related to Trump is, oh, we got to throw an ankle bracelet on. He could be incarcerated while he's running. So much for giving somebody the benefit of the doubt, James Comey. You never gave Trump the benefit of the doubt. And yet there is nothing on Biden. Everybody seems so Biden, the great unifier in chief, while he's slamming MAGA Republicans as a threat to democracy and smiling like a Cheshire cat and saying, oh, I had nothing to do with any of this. Meantime, it's their Department of Justice. They put in this guy, Jack Smith, who's got a political background, and then this is the way it is coming out. This is such a bunch of hogwash. The number is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. Meantime, here is David Jolly. He is a political analyst on MSNBC. There are arguments Donald Trump can get away with in the court of public opinion in front of a political jury that he simply can't get away uh, with in front of a courtroom jury. And Jill knows that very well. And so this is not hyperbole. This is just where we stand today, Alicia. I think the hard question we're going to have to wrestle with is can Donald Trump secure the Republican nomination while on trial in a criminal case or multiple criminal cases or already having been convicted in one of those cases? Yeah. Why don't we just put him again in solitary confinement? Why don't we talk about just giving him bread and water? I mean, the whole thing is so unbelievably crazy. And there seems to be zero discussion after everything that we have heard in the last few days, especially things related indeed to Joe Biden. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about some of the discoveries that James Comer says he learned when he got a finally a chance to look at that FBI document. I mean, you sit there and you're like, wait a minute, all of these pieces coming together, and yet there is zero reference to Joe Biden, and everything is Trump, 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 Trump. It's okay for Joe Biden to strew them all over the eastern seaboard and any place near Hunter and everybody else. Oh, that's okay. But God forbid that President Trump has classified documents. And again, Joe Biden had them all the way back from when he was vice president president of the United States, even back to when he was a senator. It went back to time he was a senator. What the heck was he doing with documents that were classified? He had no right as a senator to be able to classify, declassify them. Same thing with vice president. And yet here we are today and we may be on the verge of yet another indictment against President Trump. It is an unbelievable moment. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. And here is John Solomon talking about what he sees as a double standard in the justice system. When we talk about weaponization of government, this is what it looks like today. Back in 2016, it was a secret investigation of Donald Trump into Russia collusion allegations that didn't exist. Now it's very public indictments for potential crimes. That it appears if, if it happened, multiple presidents and vice presidents have taken documents without consequence. So yeah. that dual system of justice is there. Wow. What a mess this is. What are your thoughts, everybody? And do you think we will see a Trump indictment? And do you think that maybe nothing will happen to Joe Biden and his son? 833-969-4447. 
888-528-2447. And I'll take your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. So could there be another indictment of President Trump? And it could be in a couple days. We know that Trump's lead attorneys in the classified document case, uh, in particular, a former DOJ official by the name of Jim Trusty. He went in and met with the special counsel, Jack Smith, today and other attorneys as well. And usually that's a sign uh, that they are trying to put a case before the special counsel not to do an indictment, which could mean that there could be a signal that the case could be wrapping up and leading to a potential indictment. And often, you know, the defendant goes in uh, or the attorneys go in and say, hey, here is why you shouldn't charge this individual. So a lot of people are suspecting reading the tea leaves and based on a lot of leaks, and they're not supposed to happen in grand juries, but boy, when it comes to Trump, they always do. And many people are reading and getting information from sources that there could even be an indictment, that the grand jury in that case may be looking at an indictment, and that could come As early as this week, this could be a historic week. This also comes, by the way, tomorrow. Chris Christie is expected to jump into the race for president. Also on Wednesday, Mike Pence is supposed to jump into the race for president. So as the crowd gets really, really crowded, uh, in addition to that, the indictments could be racking up against President Trump. But every time he gets indicted or something like this happens, he seems to skyrocket in the polls. So this may only help him. I mean, who knows? This could just be another one, another notch on the belt. 833-969-4447. Uh, let's go to Tony on line two. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I think this is all political swamp business and I trust President Trump will be fine. But I want to tell you, I don't know if you know this, but Jamie Raskin, can you hear me? Rita? Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, got quiet there. So Jamie Raskin, who is the uh, Democratic House Oversight Committee member, just announced, ha, 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 that he will maybe running for Senate. And then Jamie Raskin is, you know, has no career left in Congress. And he is, I don't know if you noticed, he has this thing wrapped around his head. He's going for, he's going for cancer treatment. Yes, he is. I was going to say, exactly. He went after President Trump on the impeachment. Boy, did he he go after him in the impeachment. He was like relentless. And also, by the way, on January 6th, he was like relentless, you know? Right. So somehow today, 
he winds up meeting with Comer, which I didn't understand. I don't know if you did. I, actually, I do wonder. Do you want me to tell you, Tony? I do understand because he is the ranking member on the House Oversight Committee. So what happens is when, um, you know, uh, the FBI director went over to Capitol Hill, uh, he went over and showed this document that Comer says shows bribery scheme, uh, an alleged one, and he says it's part of an ongoing investigation. Jamie Raskin got to see it because he's the ranking member on the minority side in the House um, as a Democrat. So that that's why he went over and showed the leadership, which is Comer and Raskin on that committee. So that's why. But it was right. odd. I, it was such an odd. He had so many odd comments afterwards, Raskin. I was watching it. Very odd and it's very political. And so as I see it, we've never seen a time like this, but I'm still trusting President Trump is going to move forward because sooner or later, something's going to hit the fan. And I'm hoping it's President Biden and his son, Hunter. Thanks, Rita. You are welcome, Tony. And you're right. Um, You know, you still you have to believe with all of these investigations. I mean, think about the timeline, first of all, somehow they fast-tracked Trump, and boy, have they slow-walked anything tied to Biden. And again, you know, you know, Tony, I want to ask your thoughts. Uh, to me, uh, you hear about the documents in Mar-a-Lago and that they were there where Secret Service was, and then you hear about all the Biden documents that the timing doesn't make sense, and then you also hear that they were strewn all over the place, including in the garage next to Hunter. Uh, do you think next to Hunter and the Corvette's a safe place? No, I don't. But, Rita, I believe that this is, I believe that as we watch this and think this is all like a political game, I think it's a bigger political game than we think because I have a feeling, like, just like January 6th was staged, I believe, and I never felt like this about my country before, I believe everything we're seeing is staged. I don't know what to believe is real. Yeah, and, and by the way, when they came out today, uh, Tony, to your point, even about Comer and Raskin, as you were bringing up earlier, two different very versions. I mean, boy, it was like two different worlds. They saw like two different documents, and you don't know who to trust. And by the way, with the FBI these days, I have a hard time trusting Ray. The Rita Cosby Show. Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and also their families. A powerful story where later on this week, three officers with the Coconut Creek, Florida Police Department, well, they will get honored with life-saving commendation awards for saving a man's life. And the incident happened back in April when three of the officers rushed to a building to save a man trying to take his life. The first officer arrived on the scene. He spotted the man hanging from his second floor balcony railing by a bed sheet. And he then lifted the man by his legs to take the tension off of the sheet. Then another officer got there. He used a knife to cut through the sheet wrapped around the man's neck. Uh, Then another officer lowered the man to the ground and immediately began rendering aid to him. Uh, They also uh, helped to remove the sheet from his neck by sticking fingers between the sheet and the man's neck. 
and also helping him and talking him through it. Thankfully, the man began to breathe after the sheet was removed. Well, the event took place on April 24th, and it was detailed in many of the memos there at the police department. And again, later this week, they will be honored with commendation awards. The chief of the police there at Coconut Creek said, if not for your expedient life-saving actions, this male victim may have followed through with his suicide attempt and not survived. Bravo to your incredible work and dedication. And bravo to all of our law enforcement officers have very difficult, very emotional jobs. Imagine how emotional it must have been to see this man and to save his life. And, of course, we hope and pray that this man is also doing okay. And we are taking your calls because it looks like President Trump could be facing yet another indictment this week. This one coming from Jack Smith. He is the special counsel who was appointed by the DOJ to look into the classified documents in January 6th. And there is word that this is tied to the classified documents portion of it all and that apparently they are looking into potential obstruction of justice charges and other charges related to classified documents. But again, nothing so far whatsoever with Joe Biden, who had documents strewn all over the place. Listen to James Comey, the former FBI director, talk about why he thinks Trump is in trouble. You've you've said that the Mar-a-Lago documents case is the strongest against Trump. And there's new reporting. Prosecutors have a recording from 2021 in which Trump acknowledged he knowingly retained documents that he knew were classified. If you were prosecuting him or just given your experience, how would you use that evidence to help the case? How much does it help a case like that? Yeah, I once said without planning it, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Yeah, and I've heard exactly. Not about this case, but yes, no, it's very I, applicable. I know, and I've heard that a thousand times since. <laughs> but tapes are amazing for a prosecutor because you can't cross-examine a tape. You can't call a tape a liar, a deep state operative. A tape is you saying what you think, which is why they're so valuable in an organized crime case and they'll be so valuable and important to Jack Smith in this documents case. I don't know where the case will end up, but it makes it immeasurably stronger to have the subject of the investigation saying in a way that can't be impeached, no pun intended, with Trump, can't be criticized and undermined because it's coming from his own mouth. Very uh, possible. But again, Trump has come through and said that he has the right to classify documents at any time. So even if there's something on tape saying, hey, I have classified documents, if he has the authority to declassify them, take them at any time, well, then he could have declassified them. So not so fast, James Comey. And I don't hear James Comey ever criticizing the Biden administration. Uh, but no, 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 he's not political. I'm, I'm being facetious because, boy, he has been the most political FBI director. And I think his actions have discredited the FBI, sadly, because there are so many great folks working there. But the top echelon, boy, has he discredited the top echelons of the FBI. And he continues to do so. Here is John Solomon, uh, who is a great investigative journalist with Just the News, talking with me and John Katsimatidis earlier today, saying that the Trump team is very concerned about the politics involved with the DOJ as they may be nearing another indictment against the former president. Usually when lawyers have reason to believe, maybe they've gotten a target notification that uh, their client is about to be indicted. 
they go in and make their best pitch. They'll do otherwise. Hunter Biden's lawyers just did this a few weeks ago. Abby Lowell and team did a similar thing because they had reason to believe their client was imminently going to be indictment. Uh, this is the same thing. The, the purpose of the meeting was to lay out contrary evidence that they feel maybe Jack Smith hasn't told the Justice Department leadership about and also to raise concerns about some behavior that they believe is unbecoming of the Justice Department during this investigation. One of the former lawyers for Trump um, has made several comments in recent weeks that he saw a lot of abusive behavior by the Justice Department. Yeah, a lot of abusive behavior by the Justice Department. Imagine that. Merrick Garland being political. This is the same attorney general that remember when there were threats against Brett Kavanaugh right after the Dobbs decision. Remember when it came down that there was going to be a reversal of the Dobbs, basically Roe v. Wade. And of course, there were death threats. Remember the assassin shows up outside the home of Brett Kavanaugh. He doesn't say anything. No big deal. No, nothing. And then the minute one shows up outside Sotomayor's place, which, by the way, it shouldn't show up outside of anybody. But there was a protester outside of Sotomayor's house and he goes crazy. I mean, what a hypocrite. This attorney general, I think, has just so destroyed the integrity and the independence that is supposed to be of the Justice Department. I've never seen anything like this in my life. 1-833-969-4447-833-969-4447. Let's go to Robert, uh, line three. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. What do you make of this? What do you make of this paradox, Robert? My goodness. Okay, we first, we have to get tough. Start filing, like Congress people, start filing criminal charges against the people that they discover evidence of them having committed crimes. What happens after that? Well, we'll see. But at least the message will be out there. Do you think they have the guts to do it? By the way, I agree with you, Robert, because if anybody committed a crime, whether Republican, Democrat, you got to throw the book at them, but you got to be fair, right? Yes. There is evidence that the House members have uncovered in the committees that would substantiate filing criminal charges. You can't stop. You can't stop people from filing criminal charges. You can, but but evidence. but you also want to make sure because even in Comer's own, um, and I assume you're talking about all the Comer stuff. Comer has come forward and Comer has said he's getting bank records together. He's doing it very methodically. Um, In fairness to Comer, I actually I think what he's doing is actually responsible. I mean, look at the way the Democrats couldn't wait to, like, go after Trump on bogus charges, all the Trump collude, you know, the Russia collusion and all this other stuff. Comer seems to be very meticulous going through bank records, trying to trace all the different things, and doesn't want to jump the gun. He wants to kind of have all the ducks in a row. So I don't get the impression he's holding holding that back. But I will say, I definitely get the impression they're holding back on Hunter Biden, and I'm referring to uh, the DOJ. The DOJ, are you kidding me? Between the, you know, the, uh, you know... IRS charge, you know, with the tax charges, the gun charges, uh, all this money moving with these surreptitious accounts. Why are they fighting everything tooth and nail? I mean, first of all, even minor charges are clearly there, it looks like, you know, on a lot of these things. Um, And yet, uh, where is that? We haven't even seen a smidgen of a charge. 
I, and yet if the name was Trump, uh, it would be like throw him in jail and lock the, you know, lock the cell for the rest of the life. The, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Robert, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Tom. Uh, line one. Tom, your thoughts about this. Hey, good evening. I saw Doug Sapel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. When you hear Trump say you can't have those two items unless you get out, I have two digital recordings hidden from Trump. He bribed Russia $8 million I'm not, Tom, what are you talking about? You're rambling. Tom, when you have a coherent thought, call back. Let's go to Christine, line four. Christine, your thoughts. All right, well, I think we've wasted hundreds of millions of dollars on this eight-year witch hunt of Donald Trump, Rita. Enough is enough, and... And, and can we stop giving Joe Biden a pass on everything, especially when he falls and he doesn't have the mental capacity to be president and he's ran our country into the ground? You know what? And he's also promoting child abuse. I happen to be trans, and promoting kids for medical transition is wrong. I just heard an 18-year-old with osteoporosis and spinal stenosis from being medicated with puberty blockers at eight years old, Rita. Enough of this has to stop, and the corrupt media has got to stop covering for him. Wow. You know, Christine, it's interesting. You just said, obviously, that that you are uh, transgender, um, and yet you feel that that what Biden and the team, they're just pushing stuff too much. By the way, what do you think about all the stuff with the transgender, with the guys in women's sports? What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, it's funny you said that. Um, in my own sport, bowling, which I'm allowed to because I met the medical guidelines to compete as a woman in women's events, I wrote to the United States Bowling Congress asking to rescind this. And they told me they can't do it because they're affiliated with the United States Olympic Committee. And Connecticut, our high school organization, I sent an email, Rita, on March 20th with a proposal to change the rules to make trans girls ineligible I still haven't heard back. I went to the office three times. I left my phone number. Still so you are fighting that. against it. You don't believe it's a good idea. No. I, you know, I did ball three women's events in 2021. I lost money in them. But then Leah Thomas came on the scene, and I'm like, oh, boy, this isn't going to be well. And I, and I saw the light of day. I said, no, we have to get this out of here. Well, bravo to you, because I, I do, I agree with you that I do feel it is a disadvantage for uh, young girls. Um, and I do feel like all this woke stuff, all this other crazy stuff, we just want to have our economy good. We want to have people treated fairly, no matter whether they're Republican, Democrat. Um, and especially as we're talking, getting back to the original topic of what's going on with Trump and this potential indictment. Are you seeing a double standard? What, what about your perspective on that? Yeah. Well, you have Merrick Garland who calls people to attend Board of Education meetings to argue the curriculum domestic terrorists, and yet Supreme Court justices get hounded at their house. He does nothing. And Donald Trump has been harassed since day one since he came down those stairs. And how much hundreds of millions of dollars of our money has been stolen for this witch hunt on him, Rita? I I hate the... Yeah, no, I agree. By the way, by the way, I 1000% agree, Christine. It is outrageous. Christine, thank you very much. I really appreciate your call and your candor. You're terrific. Thank you very, very much. And, you know, earlier today, I want to play Cut 24. This is uh, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville. Um, He was on with Katz and Cosby with myself and John Katzimatidis. And he made some really interesting points 
about how there is really this double standard that's out there, clearly. And indeed, if we see President Trump get indicted this week, it's like, are you kidding me? On the classified documents that were at Mar-a-Lago, all right? And again, nothing with President Biden, nothing with all these other folks whose names have come forward that have said, oh, yeah, they had documents, too. So far, nothing on anybody else. But if your name's Trump, God forbid, let's throw the book at you. And he says there needs to be some investigation about the investigations of Trump because he feels, you know, he says this is so obvious. They are clearly going after him because his name is Trump. And where's the investigation about the misuse of funny, you know, money and funds and everything else? Here is Senator Tommy Tuberville talking with us earlier today. If Donald Trump goes back into office, which they're going to do everything they possibly can to keep him out, people are going to go to jail because uh, he knows. And he, he, he's seen it all. And we all understand now what happened at Durham Report. We under, we, we, we've seen what's happened since President Trump uh, actually was running for the position, uh, you know, for the first time. And it's just it's sad we've gotten to this country where the media, the mainstream media, is absolutely criminalized everything that Donald Trump has done. And he did more good things than any president other than Ronald Reagan that I've ever I've ever had the opportunity to uh, watch in, in my life here in this great country that I live in. But I tell you, this, this weaponization of. This weaponization of President Trump is unbelievable from Senator Tommy Tuberville. And, you know, it's interesting there. He said, yeah, they know that if President Trump gets reelected, he said, quote, at the beginning, as you heard there, some people are going to jail. Uh, Trump has already said, you know what, this has all been one big setup, and I know a lot of the players that set me up. So you can bet at all costs they do not want him to come back in to reveal all. That's my thoughts. I think this is such a miscarriage and an over-the-top. And again, we have heard zero about President Biden on the classified documents. 833-969-4447, and I'll take your calls when we come back. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And coming up, by the way, in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we are going to talk more about what James Comer came out with After he saw the FBI document detailing an alleged Biden bribery scheme tying directly to the president of the United States, there were some bombshell details, and we're going to talk about that. Also, New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying that the migrant overflow is so bad, they've got to find places to put them, these illegal migrants that are coming to New York, and now they're going to go to places of worship and get this. Private residences, too. What could go wrong there? It's a whole bunch of adult illegal males that have never been vetted criminally or health-wise. And you're going to put them in a home, a private home. Uh, let's see. Will uh, maybe Gracie Mansion and other places be opened up for the migrants? Remember what happened at Martha's Vineyard when they arrived there? I didn't see Obama at that point saying, hey, come on in. It was like, let's get them off of this island really quick. And they were off in 36 hours. 
So what do you think is going to happen with them in private homes? Wait till the first lawsuit comes down. Something happens in the home and then they're going to sue the city for putting them in the home. Did you vet them? Did you check them? I've got a little daughter or I've got my son or they stole from me or they did something. I'm sure not all of them are going to be like that, but you just, you know what, forget it. You know it's going to happen. And this is just, I think, a formula for disaster. So would you all want the migrants to move into your home? Tell me what you think about that one. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. Meantime, we are talking about President Trump. And listen to this woman. This is Jill Wine Banks. She's on MSNBC. And listen, she's so gleeful at the thought that President Trump could be indicted on the classified docs this week. They're testing that defense. Right. It's not going to work. It's not a good defense because at any event, we know that recovered from Mar-a-Lago were many classified documents and that he knows that he didn't declassify them because he admits he didn't declassify. So... And he couldn't, even if he thought he could in his, you know, wink, wink, <laughs> uh, I did it. He can't. That's not how the system works. He has to have done it through a process. So this evidence just adds to the mound of stuff that already exists. And no one piece is the be all and end all. But when you put them all together, the case is so strong. You cannot imagine is getting away with this. I'm wearing a toast pin today because I think he's toast. Oh, isn't that nice? I'm wearing a toast pin because I think he's toast. No bias there. 833-969-4447. Let's go to uh, Robert, uh, line three. Uh, Robert, your thoughts from Philly. Go ahead. Hi, it's nice to talk to you, Rita. Um, While they're busy chasing Trump around, there's something that we all know. And since 2014, the United States government has paid Joe Biden $1.55 million as his role for vice president and president. During that same time, we know at a minimum he, not the whole family, just he, has taken in $3.1 million from the Chinese. That's not counting the Romanians, the Libyans, the Ukrainians, the Russians. So apparently we're not paying Mr. Biden enough because he seems to be selling it to the highest bidder. Meanwhile, they go after Trump on nothing. It's getting to the point where they're guaranteeing his election. And in the event these whack jobs manage to pin something on Trump, DeSantis is the best insurance policy the Republicans could ever hope for. I'll leave it there. Have a great night, Rita. Thank you very much, Robert. And and you know what? The The contrast is unbelievable. It's like Joe Biden, you just talked about a lot of money that's been coming through the family. And again, you know the thing too, Robert, it's been coming through all these shell companies. We're going to talk about that in the next hour too, because a lot of these are not coming. If things were kosher, it just looks fishy. You get money and then you have it come in. According to James Comer, it did like a, like a 360 around the world before it came back to a Biden account. And that looks awfully fishy. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Coming up later this hour, we will talk about James Comer. He came out today after he saw the FBI document that Christopher Ray, the FBI director, finally showed him. He finally goes to Capitol Hill and he meets with him and Jamie Raskin. And boy, did they paint two different pictures. Raskin came out and said, oh, it's uh, not really anything Uh, Kind of did a shifty shift kind of line, you know, basically. And meantime, Comer comes out and says this is a bombshell. And it basically validates what he has been investigating all along, a pattern of bribery and some really powerful stuff that it comes from an informant that they apparently have paid more than six figures to. Um, So that's a sizable amount, obviously. And it's an informant that they've had a history of dealing with for 10 years so it's not just some willy-nilly thing, and he doesn't believe it was investigated. So uh, talk about a double standard going on right now, clearly, at the FBI on so many different levels. And he's going to hold uh, the FBI director. They're going to begin in, uh, proceedings on Thursday to potentially go after him for contempt of Congress because he said, you know what, we want the physical document. We can't trust that what we saw is the only document for one, and we can't trust that it's been investigated. We can't trust anything the FBI is saying. What a sad state of a time. I mean, to think that here we are, and the FBI directors, basically, the Comer doesn't believe anything he says. He basically believes that the FBI is dragging, you know, everything that has to do potentially with the Bidens and is fast-walking anything tied to Trump. And what a sad state of affairs that we're in. And what does that say about America? 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. We have a special number tonight. And again, 833-969-4447. Meantime, James Comey, the former FBI director who basically started all of the politicization, if you will, of the Bureau. Well, listen to this, because they said, you know what? The head of the FBI should not be political. There should be nothing tied to him. He shouldn't be able to say whether who he voted for, who he believes in. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not political whatsoever. But then listen to this back and forth with James Comey, the former head of the FBI, uh, the guy who clearly uh, didn't like President Trump. And he's asked by Jen Psaki, the former Biden press secretary, who's now a host on MSNBC. She does the interview with him. And listen to this back and forth where he reveals, yeah, he's political. You were a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again, or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden, and, and I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I, I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same way. The president must be someone who abides the law in our Constitution. And there's no one else but Joe Biden. There's nobody else but Joe Biden. But he's not political whatsoever. And meantime, as we are talking about the fact that it looks like they're on the verge of indicting former President Trump 
over the classified documents. Let's not forget that Joe Biden had many more documents. He had boxes in Chinatown. Oh, I'm sure they were really safe there in Chinatown where they've had all these like fake police stations, you know, what the Chinese, the spies. Right. And then they had him at the Penn Biden Center strewn all over the place. And then they had him near the Corvette in the garage where Hunter Biden hangs out. And yet, boy, this is a man of integrity. Oh, my God. I, I almost can't believe what I just heard. And this is from the director of the FBI, the former director who claims he is not political. But, boy, I can't think of anybody more lily white than Joe Biden in terms of being crystal clear and crystal perfect with a, a lily white record. This is a guy, you know, who's the epitome of virtue. You know, give me a break. And then listen to James Comey in this sequence where he basically says Trump has to be stopped. You said that Trump poses a near existential threat to the rule of law. And and this is something similar language that I hear privately from national security officials, some people you and I both know who will say this privately about what a second term could mean. But tell me a little bit about the specifics of what he could try to do. What do you mean by that? Well, think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I'm sure I'm on the enemies list because the president constitutionally does oversee the executive branch entirely, which includes the Department of Justice, prosecutors and investigators. And so he could commission direct that individuals be pursued. He could also direct all kinds of other conduct that people would maybe take to court to try to stop. But who enforces court orders? Mm -hmm. Mostly the United States Marshals Service, which is in part of the executive branch and reports to the president. And so President Trump could say, I don't care what the Supreme Court says or these district judges say. I'm telling the Marshals Service, don't enforce the court order. And so our Constitution really does give a rogue president, which is what this would be, tremendous power to destroy. And so that's why I'm trying to warn people, given the way he said he intends to operate if he's reelected, this will be something we could never have imagined. Again, it seems like science fiction in a way, but it's what another four years of Donald Trump really promises. I don't even know what to say when I just heard that, that he thinks... Another four years of Donald Trump is basically like an existential threat to the world and that it's like a science fiction movie, a rogue president from the guy who basically started and allowed, first of all, all the Russia hoax, all of that. And then separate leaked like a sieve. Remember, he leaked to a journalist because he wanted to get information out. And then also gave Hillary Clinton a free pass. Remember, this is the guy who investigated Hillary Clinton and knew that, yeah, she had gotten rid of all the stuff on her server, all these documents, all these things. And yet no reasonable prosecutor would go after somebody like that. And he gave her a free pass. This guy is unbelievable. James Comey, shame on you. The former FBI director has hit a whole new low. The number to call is 833-969-4447, 833-969-4447. Let's go to Jacqueline, line one. Jacqueline, I I'm, I'm really am stunned at what I just heard from James yeah. Comey. That was, wow, was that a revealing exchange? 
I can't. To be honest with you, I had to put the phone away from my ear because I can't stand to hear it. But it just doesn't surprise me. And you know something? Tommy Tuberville, what he said is absolutely true. When President Trump gets back into office, these people have got to go to jail. And Comey is on the top of that list. Uh, what you were talking about uh, before with regard to the indictment of President Trump, um, I don't think the best fiction writer in existence could write a more creative uh, fictional bit of uh, writing. And also, you know, I always say if, the, if their mouth is moving, they're lying. You know what also people say, a liar, when they are habitual liars, they actually start to believe their own lies. And I think they are so psychotic and off the wall that they really truly believe their lies are truths. You know what? I actually do, too. I think they think that, you know, uh, Trump is bad, Biden's great, and no matter what they said, if somebody said Biden robbed a bank today, um, you know, a hypothetical, they'd say, oh, well, he can't be that bad. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, oh, but Trump jaywalked. Oh, send him to prison the rest of his life. I mean, there was right. some. You're and, right. I agree. I think they actually do believe it. And, you know, you also mentioned before about the Department of Injustice, as I like to refer to them, um, and the FBI, the Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. They um, knew how to go after all of the conservatives and uh, they didn't care, as you said, when that lunatic went to kill Justice, um, the Supreme Court. Yeah, Justice. Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. They did nothing. Exactly. But the double standard, when it was Sotomayor, they acted immediately. Now, in my opinion, I, w- I know Congress has an awful lot on their plate. There's so much dirt on these cretins to go after. But I wish that they would also look into who leaked that um, decision or the uh, prospective decision on Roe v. Wade. Because in my opinion, I think it was Breyer and his entire staff that was involved in that leak. And I certainly hope that Jim Jordan is listening to your show and that he adds that to the list of investigations that he and Congress are looking into. Yeah, because you're right. The Supreme Court seems to have done a very poor job. And who was it? Justice Alito, I think, didn't he come out and say he has a pretty good idea, but proving it is another thing? And But he thinks that they kind of narrowed it down, but nothing ever came of it. And you're right. We should find out who leaked that. That was so detrimental. I mean, first of all, to the integrity of the Supreme Court and all the riots and all the threats um, and that, you know, they're still very much worried about how they're living. But especially right after it came out, think about all the like uh, literally an assassin showed up. At Brett Kavanaugh's house with, you know, with all the weaponry, everything. Thank goodness he was a, a loony kazoony and started talking. I think it was to the U.S. Marshals outside telling him what he was planning to do. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, really scary stuff. And and DOJ Garland, the head attorney general, said nothing. I mean, I mean, right. you're right. That said it all to me, Jacqueline. Yeah. And, you know, with regard to them not being able to prove it as far as what Alito claims, that's a crock of bull feathers, sugar, honey, iced tea, as I like to say. I'm sure it's very simple to prove. They just don't want to, you know, get into those muddy waters.
Yeah, and shame on uh, the justices because they all should be putting pressure to get to the bottom of it. Jacqueline, thank you. You are 1,000% correct. And everybody, we're going to continue your calls after the break. The number is 833-969-4447 tonight, 833-969-4447. We are talking about Trump, another potential indictment on classified documents, and nothing on Biden. And also new details. James Comer came out and he said that they will start contempt proceedings against the current director of the FBI. He says the document that he saw just a few hours ago is a doozy. And he says it clearly comes from a credible source and shows potential bribery and a money scheme tying to President Biden, not like four or five different tentacles away. Again, he doesn't know if it was investigated. He does not believe it was. So they're sitting on a document that could be a bombshell. And meantime, they're going after Trump for classified documents. Does this make any sense to any of you? 833-969-4447. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, boy, is there a lot of hypocrisy. James Comer came out today and said he got a look at that document This was by the current FBI director, not James Comey, thank goodness, uh, but Ray, who doesn't seem to be any better. And he basically said the document is basically tied to an open investigation. Wow, that is really significant. Here is uh, James Comer after he came out. FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. That is really significant. In other words, the details of the document that they finally got a peek at, they didn't get the document, they just got a peek of it, and just the leadership on the committee got it. He and Jamie Raskin, the Democrat, uh, well, he came out and said, Comer, that as you just heard, this is somebody who had a background with the FBI for 10 years, was paid six figures, so... Good enough to get paid uh, by the FBI significant amount. And what have they done with it? It doesn't sound like they did, let me put it in a nice way, diddly squat. 833-969-4447. Let's go to Pete. Uh, I'm from Staten Island. Go ahead, Pete, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Boy, you changed the number. It took me two hours to figure it out. Okay. I know. Uh, you know, by the way, we have a special number because it's Monday night. So it's our special Monday night number. <laughs> okay. Monday, Monday. Exactly. <laughs> yes. uh, why do they keep bothering our President Trump? This is ridiculous. He's going to win. He's got 40%. These people are irrelevant. It's unbelievable. I mean, 
you know, and DeSantis is the future. I would say in four years or so, but like that. But, uh, you know, what is it to run Florida? I mean, Florida is like 90% uh, Republicans, you know? And uh, it was a good caller. Uh, Jackie was great when she brought out the points. And you are wonderful. Thank I love you. you. You're the best. Hey, Pete, let me You're ask you. Let me ask you a, a question. If Trump gets indicted this week or next week, I mean, it might happen again by this, uh, you know, now this Jack Smith. Does that have any? Do you think how do you think that'll help? Will it help him? Will it hurt him? It seems like every time he gets indicted, he goes up in the polls. It seems like it's going to help them. I mean, because, you know, people are getting a little smarter now. You know what I mean? And now there's something going on with, now with the chemo. They have a shortage of some chemo. My wife's got a treatment tomorrow. They called. They said they may not be able to do it. You know, so this is really, really heartbreaking what's going on here. I mean, I'm, I'm so upset about it because it's going so well. And we don't need any uh, monkey wrench thrown in, you know. Biden better wake up. He's killing this country. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. And, Pete, I hope your wife uh, feels better, too. And I hope she gets the chemo, obviously, that is uh, you just mentioned uh, she was hoping to get. I hope she gets it very, very soon. Give her our love. Pete, always great to hear from you, my friend. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to continue with your calls. Uh, this could actually help Trump in the polls. I mean, it seems like every time he gets indicted, any other candidate would be knocked out on one of them. Trump, it's like 10 more points up in the polls. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families. A beautiful story coming from Ventura, California, where Evan Williams Bourbon honored Victorville, California veteran Brian Barber as their 2023 American-made hero at a bottle signing that took place over the weekend. The Marine Corps veteran was honored at the Happy Place Craft Beer, Wine, and Spirits in Ventura, California. Veteran Barber is one of six veterans selected to be featured on the Evan Williams 1783 Small Batch American Hero Bottles. Barber's status of a hero by Evan Williams comes from his nonprofit mission called FISH, which stands for Fishing, Interacting, Sharing, and Healing, and focuses on veterans experiencing the restorative power of fishing. Fish also allows participants to develop a community, embrace the healing qualities of nature through group fishing trips, and also connect and share their experiences. The 48-year-old veteran Brian Barber said being selected as an American-made hero is an honor. He said being selected gives me the strength to continue to assist veterans, active duty first responders, and Gold Star families by giving them a day of fishing, interacting, sharing, and healing from PTSD, anxiety, and also depression. And bravo to him and, of course, all of our great veterans out there and how beautiful that he brings veterans out there for a day of tranquility and community, which is also so, so important and so well-deserved for all of our great military and their families. And that's why I love doing the Support Our Heroes segment every night here on 
The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about James Comey, who is so full of baloney. I couldn't believe what we had just heard him saying to Jen Psaki that Joe Biden is the only one really of integrity and that Joe uh, President Trump is basically a rogue president, an existential threat to the world. Uh, from the guy who led the country through the Russia hoax all the time and also cleared Hillary Clinton as we're talking about the fact that President Trump may get indicted. And this comes as James Comer, who is head of the House Oversight Committee, he's the Republican in charge of the House Oversight Committee, he saw the document today from Christopher Wray. This is the document. It's called the FD-1023 And it's an informant document basically telling the FBI, here is information that I heard that shows a potential money bribery scheme tying then Vice President Joe Biden. And James Comer, after he came out, talked about a bombshell that he says the document portrays. He couldn't show us the document, but he said he was able to look at it and he said it was stunning. Here's what he said after he came out. Could they be showing more Biden family business dealings with other countries? This document was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks. There's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And that, again, is what the the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing, frankly, in other countries, too. And multiple documents? We believe there are multiple documents. We believe there's multiple documents and it's consistent with the pattern that I have seen. And here is constitutional scholar Jonathan Turley basically saying he's seeing a double legal standard here. You have to take something of what Representative Raskin said in context. The Democrats, and particularly Raskin, have opposed every effort to investigate the Bidens. And then they say, where's your evidence? Well, this is evidence. This is an effort to to find if there is evidentiary basis for these types of allegations. The fact that this was a credible source who received a considerable amount of money historically from the FBI only adds to the concern. Yeah, it sure does, because this is apparently somebody who's given, obviously, information before. As you heard from James Comer, uh, the person made six figures, so was getting paid a pretty penny from the FBI Uh, And he doesn't believe it was even checked at by the FBI. So uh, what was it doing sitting there? And then he said he has no choice because he asked Comer for the full document. He also said he wants other documents related to this. He said Comer is still not getting all the details that Ray is not handing over the documents uh, that Ray just showed him really quickly and that they will not actually hand the documents over. And he said that is not appropriate. And he said they have no choice but to probably file charges against the FBI director maybe as early as this week. Take a listen. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings 
this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. The investigation is not dead. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. And then this comes, as it looks like so far, nothing coming from the DOJ. Nothing coming from the U.S. Attorney in Delaware. Nothing coming from the FBI in terms of Hunter. Zero. Zero, zero. We're not seeing anything. We're just hearing that, oh, well, maybe they're looking into it. It's part of some ongoing investigation. And that's it. And yet every turn they are going after President Trump and word that an indictment may be coming as early as this week. By the way, some new news also coming in on the presidential front. Cornell West, a very progressive liberal scholar, is announcing he is going to be part of a third party run. Uh, You see the guy, you know, with the big hair and he's a very articulate guy. Um, He has been an activist all his life. And he announced on Monday that he is running as a presidential candidate on a third-party ticket called the People's Party. He said, I've decided to run for truth and justice, which takes the form of running for president. He announced in a video, I enter the quest for truth. I enter the quest for justice. And by the way, he also, in the middle of all this, took some swipes also at Joe Biden. He said that uh, Trump, first off, is a neo-fascist. That's what he said. And then he called Biden a milk toast neoliberal. I He's taken a swipe at the Democrat. He also has uh, a former campaign staffer for Senator Bernie Sanders, apparently, who is helping to run his campaign. And even though I don't think he can beat President Biden on the Democratic side, he can certainly put a dent in because he certainly lived a life being on the far progressive end. And those folks who like that progressive ticket uh, may be disappointed with Biden. And he's calling him a neoliberal on many issues. So he might pull some votes. Then you got also, of course, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's in the race. He's pulling like 20 percent. You got Marion Williamson. The Democratic race is getting a little more interesting. And we'll see where else it's going. But RFK is certainly putting a dent in Biden's poll numbers. And maybe Cornell West might also take some of the African-American vote. He is an African-American, a a stalwart believer in progressive policies, a professor, again, a scholar. You've seen him all. He's often all over the news. You see him often on MSNBC and CNN and elsewhere. Um, And he's one of these guys who sort of always, you know, been pretty direct on his policies And he could certainly draw away from Biden. So this is an interesting time. All of this comes. And again, we're not hearing anything on the investigation of Biden. It's like it's almost like the whole 2020 stuff all over again. Remember when they were suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop? Nothing to see there. And same thing now. It's like, oh, nothing to see here with anything with Hunter. Nothing to see here with the document. I'm glad that Comer is pushing for this because the American public, we deserve the truth. 833-969-4447 is a special number to call tonight. Let's go to Judith. Judith, your thoughts about all of this. Hi, Rita. You know, I was listening to Jacqueline and you and a lot of stuff really great, but I have to add a little bit to it. 
But just I just want to tell you, this James Comey has the nerve to sit there after the Durham report. In that three hundred over three hundred page Durham report, there's so much in there that incriminates so many of them, including him. But I do want to add, he lied to the FISA, uh, to the FISA judges. Uh, this James Comey, not once but a few times, you know, to get these warrants with the fake dossier that he knew was fake. He lied to President Trump as well, saying, no, there's nothing to worry here, it's nothing, whatever. Meanwhile, he took that same dossier and he lied to the FISA judges, okay? He's guilty of treason. And these FISA judges did nothing. They knew that he lied later. They did nothing about it. It's like they're all in it together. And by the way, James Comey, if you recall, took some documents himself. So that was illegal, too. And while we're at it, the hypocrisy is, Biden took documents as a senator and as vice president where he has no legal authority to do. A president like President Trump does have the authority. So the whole, you know, on and on, so much hypocrisy and so many lies. And it's just like Jacqueline says, it's hard to listen to it because we know the truth. You see, we know the truth. People that, that listen to you and listen to everything and read whatever, uh, we know the truth. And so it's so frustrating. Oh, yeah, it is frustrating. You feel like you're like throwing something. You're like, are you kidding me? And, you know, it's interesting, um, Judith, You, I'm glad you brought up also, you reminded me about James Comey with the documents because he leaked it, remember, to the press, to a buddy of his, you know. I mean, you're right, right. and he never got repercussions for that. That was like uh, Scott's free. Uh, And yet yet he's saying that Trump's a threat to democracy. I mean— this is like when I was listening, you know, and I was playing it with you guys. I was I was hearing it, too. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, the fact that he's sitting there saying calling him a rogue president. I mean, shame on him. You know, Rita, I have to thank you because you're terrific. And I have to tell you, President Trump, in the four years with all the impeachments, all the harassment and everything going, he did fantastic things. And everyone knows that he was so great. He tur- he turned the economy around. It went up. Uh, what's an environment that it can't go past the GPS, GPS pass two? He brought, he basically brought it up to double. It was just going higher and higher. Uh, everyone had uh, you know, everyone had jobs. Everyone had everything. It was so wonderful. The the gasoline was a dollar eighty seven. On and on. We were not just energy independent. We were exporters. We were great, and everything was wonderful till uh, till COVID struck. And when COVID struck, that put a bit of a you know. That was struck to the whole world, so of course it affected everything. But even so, I'm one of these people that truly believe that President Trump did win the election. I'm sorry to say, because uh, he he got 67 percent of the vote the night of you know November 3rd, I think it was 2020. Well, and look and at, and, and, sudden, and Judith, things- look at all the stuff with even just even on Hunter Biden. I mean, I mean, I you know I I tell everybody, look at I I consider that election interference. Even just even right. what even what we know. I mean, we know uh, that information was withheld. I mean, we know that the American right. public wasn't right. able to learn, and that to me is a tremendous disservice. And and right. it makes you wonder what else is out right. there. And then the fifty-one signatures on the the letter with all the yes. security intel. How about that one? And then and, Biden goes yes, out in right. the debate. Remember, like some epiphany, and says, "Oh, there's this letter yeah. that I just happened to read." And it turns out it was all That's orchestrated. Right. It makes you, like you said, it makes you wonder what else is being manipulated and what else. Uh, great I, points, Judah. Thank you very, very thank much. You. Thank you, my friend. And let's go to Jerry real quick. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah, 
Hi, Rita. Uh, what's really important here is focus on the future. And right now, there's election interference going on currently. It'll go on right to the future for Trump. And we really need Jonathan Turley and lawyers like Alan Dershowitz to get together and get an expedited case for certiorari, ask a Supreme Court to hear these cases, that they're interference in election. That's the primary reason, not prosecution. And combine all these cases together that are against Trump, the criminal ones, and combine them into a stay that he can be prosecuted only after the election. That's the proper remedy. It's an in-between remedy. He still can be prosecuted if he loses the election or after he's done being president, and they can impeach him if they want. But there'll be no interference in the election if we just get five justices to, to agree that the main purpose of these prosecutions are election interference. That's a that's great point. Jerry, by the way, that is a really, really great point, and there should be more actually making that point um, because it certainly is getting close. Look, uh, the debates the first one is in August. That is right around the corner. And, you know, you can make the case, why is all this happening? He's the leading candidate. He's in the race. Um, he's ahead. Um, if that doesn't create the idea of election interference, that's a really, really great point, Jerry. Uh, bravo to you. Um, and also, by the way, when we come back after the break, I want to get your take on Mayor Eric Adams coming out today saying that things are so crazy and they are overwhelmed so much with migrants in New York City that guess what? Now they're moving to houses of worship. They're going to start reimbursing them for like overnight rates. And he's also saying that private residences may soon have to be used to house illegal migrants. Would you volunteer your home to have an illegal migrant, probably an adult male who has not been vetted health-wise or for criminal records, why don't you move them into your family and have them at your dinner table? Give them a key to your house and have them have a great time at your home. Does that make any sense to any of you? To me, this is a formula for disaster, and that is what they are suggesting now. 833-969-4447. 833-969-4447. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. Well, just a little bit ago, by the way, a second plane carrying migrants has arrived in just the last few days in California. This one in Sacramento. And they say that the person who was operating is the same contractor who transported migrants there last week. And that person was apparently with migrants who carry documents indicating their transportation to California involved the state of Florida. So it sounds like Ron DeSantis may have played a role in that. Meantime, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, uh, says, you know what? We are now going to start paying houses of worship to house migrants. And he says it's going to be cheaper, but also more importantly, they, he said they have no space at the inn. Uh, that they will basically pay a place of worship, a nightly rate of 125 for each asylum seeker, which he says is cheaper than the 380 it costs, 380 bucks, by the way, to put up a migrant household, including a family with kids or just single adults, in one of its shelter cushy hotels. And now he also says, get ready, because we might start putting them in private residences, that this could be a way for people to earn some extra bucks in the economy and put them up at your home. Listen to this. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based 
uh, locales and then move to uh, private residence. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms, uh, they have locales, and if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially would have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers. So is there someone out there who thinks it's a really good idea to actually have migrants at their home uh, that haven't been vetted criminally or health-wise in a whole bunch of ways. You don't even know if they are who they say they are, but come on into your home and come on into your family. What do you think of that one, guys? 1-833-969-4447. Let's go to Robert, line two, real quick. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my phone call. Um, well, in terms of uh, Adams and Trump, in terms of Adams, it seems like it's voluntary. So it seems like no one has to take a person. And in terms of Trump, I think that there's no way that the powers that be are going to let uh, Trump or Robert Kennedy win the primary. And so but the thing about Trump is that if he loses the primary, no one would believe that there wasn't a rigged primary. So they have to come up with this whole narrative about, oh, he was indicted in all these different places, and people were skeptical that he could win in the general election. So, But I think it's rigged against Trump and Kennedy, because Trump and Kennedy, they're very scared that they're going to try to clean up the corruption in the establishment. And both Trump and Kennedy, they have a history of suffering a great deal from the establishment. And so there's no way that they will let Trump or Kennedy win the primary. And but in Trump's case, they have to have a narrative so that people would buy into it that it's not rigged. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you're right. So let's maybe we can indict him 30 times um, before the debate, right? Uh, I mean, it, all of this, it is such a pile on, Robert. And you're right. They're just trying to come up with anything. I mean, you got James Comey talking about Trump maybe wearing an angle bracelet. James Comey, of all people, Mr. Credible. What a disaster these people are. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.